You are, you are now tuning in to Reform Raza. Our aim is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Expect practical theology and a draw to be biblical. So if you ask us who we do this for... My name is Martin Velasquez alongside with my brother. This is Justin COVID. I mean, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Martin V. Firme, a.k.a. Mr. Firme. Uh, welcome to another episode of Reform Raza. So t- today is just going to be me and Justin on this episode. Uh, Victor is sitting this one out. Uh, but gracias for tuning in. Go ahead and hit us up at reformraza.com. Uh, you can find all our episodes right there. You can follow us on Instagram. You can catch us on Facebook. On our Instagram, we have a link tree to all of our uh, platforms. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We've got the YouTube channel up. Uh, we're going to be posting more videos as time uh, goes on. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube Um yeah, and you can hit us up at reformrasa at gmail.com. With any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, you can hit us up right there. And also, don't forget to hit up redeemprojectradio.com for that 24-7 live streaming Christian hip-hop 24-7, 365, all day, every day. Go ahead and hit that <laughs> up. <laughs> and you can find Redeem Project Radio also on Instagram and on Facebook and go ahead and follow them. Um, yeah, it's you're also part of the um, the Society of Reformed Podcasters. You can find us at reformpodcasters.com and we are under the list. So you can find us there as well. Uh, yeah, Go so ahead. shout out to them. Go ahead and hit that up right there. Um, so yeah, man. So man, man, it feels like it's been a while since we put, a, put out an episode. Uh, life, life is just busy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even even with this season three, uh, we're trying to do episodes every other week. That's our goal. Um, but <laughs> these past two weeks, literally, we've been doing a lot of moving, um, yeah. a lot of helping other people move as well. So, I mean, it, it was just, yeah, in itself, it was just been a really busy two weeks. These past, I mean, it's been more than two weeks, but it's just been really busy. Yeah. A lot of things going on, but nonetheless, you know what? Um, we are grateful that we still have an audience and that we are here to continue with another new episode for you guys um, that you guys may be edified by. Yeah, and so, and yeah, I think uh, during this time that we haven't been putting out episodes, I think what we're going to talk about today, I've really experienced this past couple of weeks. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the importance of church membership, the importance of the local church in a believer's life. Mm-hmm. And as as Dominic Toretto would say, it's all about family. <laughs> you got family. 
Hey man, shout out to all those people who made those memes, dude. Those memes been cracking the, me up, dude. Man, um, I feel like there's like some type of like genius that is just like hiding in his in his like house in like the corner of the of the house, just like cracking out like these memes at like the perfect times. <laughs> <laughs> like who would ever think to make a meme with Dom Toretto using that? Yeah, and, and everything though. <laughs> like he's up in Star Wars. He's in he's in space. He's he's everywhere. So, it's just funny. Um, so yeah, man. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today, and it's, it's very fitting, you know. Church, it's more. It's not just church. It's family, and this uh, episode is sponsored by Dominic Toretto himself. So yeah. So uh, so with that, they're sending us some fast uh, and the furious gear for the not joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what we did get, uh, one of the homies did send uh, Emmanuel Nogueda. Uh, up and coming chh rapper he sent us a song um because i posted about the you know the past couple weeks i posted uh some questions regarding church membership and i said that you know we're gonna do an episode on church membership and the homie sent me a song um off his new album so this is exclusive stuff right Mm, here i like to hear that exclusive worldwide premiere you're not gonna hear this anywhere else but right here until he drops it until he drops it (laughs) where the homie his his stage name is emmanuel the lesser and he has an ep coming out on september 1st so he sent me this song because that's the deal with the topic of what we're talking about today we're gonna go ahead and play that for you and then we're gonna chop chop it up about it real quick so worldwide exclusive three two and one See what's good, what it could like You're responsible for saving this crook, right? It's because of your work that this worm got the word through his soul Now behold, I still hold tight to the scriptures that you taught me how to divine How to interpret every verse and every line How to read it from the left to the right And depend on the spirit that enlightens the mind Understanding the divine works of the Lord Like how he uses his church to keep us from straight dying When we cling to the dirt, nah, that church discipline hurt But looking back, I'm thankful you kept me from diving into a hearse Truly, I love you so much when I couldn't walk You were more than a crutch Ten years later, and I'm still running the race Because of you, I know I'll see my Lord's glorious When I preach, they I remember how you care for me, how your love carried me, kept my soul. You might not let me go. Wondering, looking for something. I was wondering about you, been the body. Yo, risen Christ, thank you for your fellowship. I talk about you like a brand new relationship. I'm so excited to brag about my membership and boast about those with whom your boy is so affectionate. You too, you kept me from the pit of hell. Not bring a mum, I was sitting where that Satan dwells. But your love for me swelled, kept me out of that cell. Broke my chains and you rang like your liberty bell. In the city of brotherly love, you were exceptional in teaching me what brotherhood was. Sacrifice, hospitality, and service to all. You loved me just like Christ in spite of my faults. You endured my sin. And were patient with me And never left but ever with me like Jesus would be Not once did you discourage my soul I love you cause
Cause you really spurred me on to loving good works you to keep me in Christ. Who knows where I'd be if it wasn't for community. A healthy church is good for my immunity. Cause my heart is sick above all things and deceptive. Only understood by the king. He knows I'm prone to roam into my wanderings. But he keeps and molds me like he was soldering. He's promised he'll keep me to the end. I rejoice every time I read John chapter 10. Who is like our Lord among the gods. One who keeps the sheepfold and none have been lost. So church, I thank you for your boy. If it wasn't for you, I'd be destroyed. Your rebukes and correction, loving exhortations are proof. God is with me until glorification. What? He has his EP coming out on September 1st. Go ahead and check that out. And that was dope. That was dope. I like that beat. I like that, that hook. And, and, you know, that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, he's just talking about the church, how the church has been so helpful in his life. And if it wasn't for the church, who, uh, who knows where he would be, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the church has held him down in his Christian walk is what the song is about. You know what I mean? And, man, that's, that's exactly what it is. Uh, the church uh, in a believer's life is very, very important. It's essential. Yeah, and in, in, in the song, uh, he plays, or at least within the hook, how it talks about how uh, how the Lord has used the church to help carry him uh, through, you know, the very situations that he was talking about. But even then, like as we understand, the church uh, within the church, the fullness of Christ. Feels all in all within the church, yeah. And and as we are carried and helped by the church, uh, we see that more that it is Christ um, being or using the church so that He may continue to help carry His um, His elect as we know it. Yeah. And I like it in the song how He said like like You were patient with me in my sin and carried me. I was like, dang, dude. That's that's some truth right there. Like when it comes to our own personal struggles with sin, uh, the, the church should be there to endure and be patient with you. Yeah, I think I'm reminded of that when I read Corinthians because we read Corinthians and we see some of the things that they were going through. You know, a lot of yeah. different sexual sins and and just the things that he was calling out. But yet he didn't. Paul didn't fail to recognize that. They were still the church. Yeah. They were going through some heavy stuff, nonetheless, but he didn't say they weren't the church. He gave them warnings, uh, and he also you know, was very stern and, and, and about how to go about certain things, but he didn't disregard them as the church because of their sin. Yeah. But he was patient, and he wrote the letter for their edification um, because, yeah, he, he wasn't there in proximity with them. 
Yeah. So, what is the church then? You know, uh, we're, we're talking about this, so we need to identify what is the church. Are we just talking about the building? Or are we talking about what are we talking about when we say the church? Uh, we're talking about the building. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> imagine the literal construction of the building. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's that common saying that we all hear within the churches. You know, it doesn't matter what denomination. We always hear, you know, the church is not the building; it's the people. Yeah. So I asked this question on Instagram, and I got a lot, too many answers to read. But basically, basically, it's the people. The church is the people of God. It's the people whom God has chosen before time to be with Him forever. And the church is has uh, uh, two people actually has the visible and the invisible church so but it's it's all identified with christ so we have the professing believers and the people who actually possess the faith and so we have that's what makes up the church is a body of believers who are under christ's covenant and um there are there are there are three things that actually make up the church if you don't have these three elements within your congregation and it's really not a church. So we have the preaching of God's word, the preaching of the gospel. We have uh, church discipline that must be executed, and the 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 sacraments, which is baptism and the Lord's supper. And yeah. so those are the three main elements that that actually make up the church. And so if you're going to a congregation and you don't see these three things, and I don't know what to tell you, you're going to a you're going to a club, not a church. <laughs> You're going to a country club. Country club. Yeah, yeah n- not not the other club. Oh, no, no, no. Not that kind of club. If someone calls it <laughs> that type of club, then there's more problems than just <laughs> being the church. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's what it is. The, the, the preaching of God's mm-hmm. word, uh, the, the church discipline, and the sacraments. And these three elements is what makes up the body of believers. And so, yeah, that's, that's what the church is. So... When, when it comes to church membership thing, mm-hmm. how important is it to, to actually be a member? Because we have, you know, non-denominational circles who don't really have a list of members. They just have people who come, right? But then we have other more structured churches who actually have a list of members and they take membership classes. And they're not official members until they do the, uh, the membership classes and then they're presented to the church as members. And so within that, they have duties and responsibilities to fulfill, like you know, uh, being held accountable, and things like that. So how important is church membership? Uh, it is, it's crucial because membership is, is like that same recognition um, as um, being baptized Christ when we are baptized we are it's a demonstration everything it it is something that we see that they are identifying themselves within the the community of believers they're being identified with Christ and other believers that they are part of the covenant um, in that sense membership is something similar to that because well at least when when it is um more held up in a higher in a higher position in the sense of like when members are brought in and introduced before the church 
because now they're being recognized before the congregation that these are our new members here at you know such and such church that you are part of um and and it's giving a face to the new member to the name that is on that list and it's and and it's identifying so that everyone is able to see that these people have made a commitment to be a part of this local congregation here under the same building with us yeah and 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 i guess that 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 follows another question too is is church membership even important um in the sense of um is it even necessary right so so like we could say it's important like like how like i was just mentioning of how important it is now that's just on the surface right of being recognized everyone's able to 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 um, point out that they are part of this local church but there's so much more that is wrapped up in membership in itself within the the membership or at least how um the, the only thing i could go off right now is just how our church has done it but within membership we are recognizing as we are entering into this this church this local church what everything our church believes here um and and i'm identifying myself with this and and what our church believes as a whole even though i may not fully agree at least understand everything that they believe yeah and then and then with that um however every church does their membership at the end we we are able to go before the church and we make commitments we make a vow saying that i will help my fellow brothers and sisters within this congregation to help edify them to help uplift them to help carry burdens um and likewise in the same matter the 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 other congregation um the rest of the congregation are able to say the same for the new members we are recognizing that that we are being brought in together and that we will help one another as family yeah so it's it's you're making a covenant you're making a pact with each other is that i'm gonna be held accountable to you and you're gonna be held accountable to me and we're both gonna lift up each other uh in in christ so that's that's what you're doing is you're you're making a covenant like i'm identifying with you you're identifying with me we both are identifying with christ and we're both under his rule and his guidance and we're gonna build each other up to get closer to christ um so that's 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 basically what it is and 95 uh, when I ask this question on on Instagram, 95% said yes, church membership is important, and 5% said no. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> now, overall, we see the importance of church membership. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, I guess, what then would be the downside to that? Of not, not having, having a church membership. So, so being a part of a church where there is no formal layout of becoming a member, it's just come. And, and uh, you're able to yeah. serve and all these things, but there's no official, all right, you're a member of this church. It's, um, it's there's a, since it's not official, there's no really a, re- a responsibility or accountability. Like you can come and go as you please. There's no way of, of saying, hey, um, there's no way of, of, of really holding the people accountable because if you see someone coming and, and you know, they're, they're at church, but there's no really like membership list people can come and go as they please they don't the church doesn't really have a right to call this person and be like i haven't seen you at church because there's 
there's no commitment in the first place. Like the 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 person hasn't really made an official commitment to mm-hmm. the, to go to your church. Therefore, there's no real accountability that that is held. But with uh, church membership, where is where there's official, you're making a pact, you're making a covenant, and you're making it official that you're gonna do life together. Like we are now family. And we are ruled under Christ. So when a person doesn't come to church or hasn't been coming come to church, you can hit them up and be like, "Hey, sister, or hey, brother, I haven't seen you at church. You know what's going on?" And you have that 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 leverage to be able to call this person and hold them accountable and ask them and, to, and, and get to the root of the issue because they have made a commitment and they have made it official that you are going to be part of this congregation. And so it's kind of like, well, like uh, I haven't seen you at church. You haven't been really you know coming what's going on so there's there's that room to, for accountability i think that's why it's, that's why it's important um it can um another example probably would be even when jesus is laying out a framework for correction for someone that is unresponsive to to repent um and how there is stages that, that he sort of lays out about going before one witness, uh, going before, you know, two, yeah. and then, you know, the numbers increase, and then you go before the body, the church body. Yeah. Uh, within church membership, being a part of the church, that is is able to be done in such a way where there is that, that accountability, like how you mentioned, like we're able to, within the members, bring issues to light with one another whereas um, another person that is not or, or a church that doesn't have that type of membership like I mentioned there's no leverage there's no um, pact or, or there there was no commitment from the beginning so there should be so no there, emphasis to hold to that commitment yeah so then there's no room for church discipline then. that's what it comes down to if if someone is not a member of the church then they're not really held accountable to the church that means that church, the the leadership of the congregation or the pastor isn't or the elders they're not able to administer church discipline when this person falls into sin yeah the way i see it is like a couple that lives together but aren't married mm. versus a couple that lives together and are married yeah one has made commitments and have sealed those commitments in writing and you know and and before witnesses right and yeah. same thing that we see within membership when the one that that lives together and aren't married if they split yeah it's gonna hurt but at the same time like you can't really wasn't official exactly you can't really hold them to it because they never were married to begin with yeah that's a good analogy except they went the extra mile to to live together and you know not to go too deep into the analogy (laughs) but but i mean with with the married couple that does live together they're held they're, accountable. They're responsible to one of. They have made vows, and the good and the bad till death do us part. And even then, the witnesses will be. I would feel like the witnesses would be more inclined to see to it that the marriage would continue, versus the boyfriend girlfriend title. Yeah. Um, it's more easy to be like, well, leave this fool then. He's acting up. Yeah. You, find a different church then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's a that's a good analogy right there. So, given that, um, you know, with this whole COVID and quarantine thing that we've been hit, 
Um, a lot of churches went online at the beginning of 2020, and we didn't know what to do. So we've experienced this, this uh, you know, before COVID, you know, we, we weren't even thinking that this would have happened. Like, I don't, I don't know how much people thought how important church was until COVID hit. You know, and that's, that's been a big issue, right? Gathering mm-hmm. with, with, with the people and, and worshiping together. And, um, and so is online church then sufficient for the believer? Is, is, is a person going to be sufficiently edified and built up just by online services? No. With this question, as we're talking about the church body, right? Now, if we could recall our testimonies, we could go back and say, you know, well, you know, I, I listen to Paul Washer, I listen to these yeah. people, and and the passion and and the zeal and the gospel that was proclaimed in these people's sermons, that all all of which were online, right, mm-hmm. have impacted us and have been a part of our walk and our growing. Um, but like I said, it's it's. Like how you said in the question in itself, is it sufficient? It is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. Did it play a part though? And 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 for a a portion of my walk, has it helped and 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 um, brought me edification and has built me up in some ways? Yes, but it wasn't lasting. Yeah. The lasting part is the physical body being amongst believers because then you know it's just that it's just an online sermon. That's it is. Yeah. I mean, we receive from it, and that's pretty much it. We're not able to work through. We're not able to talk to these pastors online. Uh, maybe now with Zoom calls, you can, but there's only so much you can do online versus in person, um, being able to, to talk with one another, and then even, to being a part of the body, uh, being able to, to serve one another. You can't do that online. Yeah. Yeah, um, but that, that how you mentioned, you know, we've all been, we've all received something from a sermon that we've seen online. But what did that drive us to? Uh, to seek out the body, mm-hmm. and to to fellowship, to be plugged into a church. That, that that's what real preaching does to to the believer. It's it moves you to serve the church, serve people. That's what what that's what the sermon that's what the sermons do. You know, it's. It, it, it motivates you to, to actually live out the, the gospel life. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that purely just by watching church online. And they'll know that you are children of God by the way they Zoom one another. <laughs> <laughs> hey! What, wrong one? <laughs> I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. <laughs> No, it's by the way they love one another. Like you're, how are you gonna love one another on the Zoom call or online? Like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> and it and it's the context of believers loving fellow believers. <laughs> That's how the world will know that we are um, of Him. Yeah. So ninety nine percent said no, and one percent said yes. Who is that one percent? <laughs> <laughs> It shows, but uh, I don't want to put this person on black. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> so no, uh, online church is not sufficient for the believer. You can't experience really the blessing of of the the, the church in the, in that way. Like mm-hmm. really, like man, to get to know one another, to serve one another, to really like do life with each other. It really is really intimate and 
really special, man. Like, man, just just this past week, um, like I've experienced that because our our pastor was moving, and uh, like the church was there. Like, like it's dope how when someone is in need, you're able to serve your, you know, in this case, our pastor. Like that that was dope. That was dope to see, and that was dope to experience just the how we were able to move everything so quickly because we're all working together. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just dope to, to experience and to see that the unity of believers and being in the midst of that unity. Just, uh, man, like, it, can't really explain it. You just have to experience it. You know what I mean? Just the unity of the body working together, serving one another. Like, there's something really special about that. And, and, and another thing that adds to that, too, is on, you can't have fellowship so so much online in the sense of like even today like being able to talk outside after the service is over yeah to have conversations you know and, and you know and, and it's not just with one person right because you're having a conversation here another brother or sister walks up and is able to join into the conversation um, and then another one at, comes up and then and then there's a break in the conversation where someone else is going off and then you get pulled to the side and you end up another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a never ending. Like you're you're going from one conversation to another. Yeah. And you're and, and everyone is able to add to the conversation. Uh, whether it's about the service, whether it's about, you know, just various topics. Yeah. Um, and online you aren't able so much to do that. Um, you're not, not at all. And and even then being able to to man, the, it's to be able to be within the body, I mean the the church, and and to be within proximity of each other, especially like during the times when we're greeting one another, just embracing fellow brothers and sisters, being able to see each other's faces um, and expressions, and be able to talk one, with one another. Um, if if another person needs prayer, just to be able to drop at the moment and be able to just lay hands on each other and pray. Like man, like how how are you gonna get that online? Yeah, um, you could do prayer over the phone, but like you can only do so much on the phone. You can only do so much online. In person is really how God has always intended His church to to thrive, to grow, and and you know, in context, that's how He always intended the church to be. Yeah, and uh, in Acts chapter two, uh, they were always together. They were fellowshipping, they broke bread together, and they were always with each other. Like, that's how this first church started off, is, is breaking bread with each other. And if someone had a need, they would actually sell their possessions just to provide for this person that's in need. Mm-hmm. Like, that that takes, that's, that's, a, that's a very special, intimate relationship. And it comes out of love for your brother or your sister. Like, you're willing to give up your own possession so that this person whom you love dearly can have something and that only comes by knowing each other getting to know each other and being in the midst of each other and knowing each other's struggles and carrying each other's burdens like that can't happen online like you can't you can't do that like you can't even meet anybody <laughs> like you just log into to the preaching and the ends and that's it you know what I mean? mm-hmm. so how, how important then is the church no uh fellowshipping we're, we're gonna go to the mega church question right now but 
Let's, yeah. let's, let's skip since we're on the topic. Uh, fellowshipping with other believers. How is how important is it in a believer's life? Um, so in Romans 12, um, I'll, I'll go to verse 4. So Romans 12, 4, it goes on to say, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one uh, who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Uh, the fellowshipping and, and just, you know, living together with the body, li living life with one another, we're able to do these things. Something that is commanded of us that, that when we are different, well, I mean, we are different um, members of the body and we all have different giftings. And we are able to express and use these gifts and talents that our God has given to us within the context of the church. When we're, I mean, obviously within the, the, the average church service, not everyone is able to express their gift. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting down um, within the congregation, listening to, to the preacher, the pastor, um, with his sermon, sharing the gospel. So one is able to express other than those that are serving one another. But then afterwards, when we're fellowshipping, even the, the average congregate, the average member is then able to express their gifts and use their gifts uh, for each other, helping each other. Uh, I know there are those that are really good at encouraging and exhortation. Um, and, and that's done when we're fellowshipping. Someone may be downcasted. The other person may come and, and is able to, with just a few simple words, be able to help uplift this other person's spirit. But using um, using scripture and, and is able to draw back to Christ and within fellowship, we're able to do these things with the body. Yeah. Um, our gifts are meant for the building up of the body. Um, so it is very important like how you said, it's not during the church service, but in the fellowshipping of believers, and where that's where our gifts can be expressed. Um, yeah, of course, there's, I mean, whoever has the gift of teaching and things like that, they're obviously gonna be out there, right? Anything on pulpit and during the service, but fellowship is where you get to serve one another. It's where you get to really like show each other like how much you really care for one another um and we we've, we've been blessed that we've had some deep conversations with our brothers and sisters and like it, it's dope to gather mm -hmm. in the church like always all always look forward to sunday like that's that's the main that's that's the day right there that's the lord's day and uh our whole day re revolves around church that day um and so it's very exciting to, to look forward to that. So it's very important when you gather with believers to partake in, in the building up of each other. Uh, because, like, man, we carry burdens. You know, we're going to be 
uh, burden sometimes. And the church is there to lift you up, to get you to the next level where you should be. And you've heard me say this in the past couple episodes, but I can't em- emphasize en- enough that the church is, that's what it's there for, to really help you in, in your weakest moments in life where you can't do for yourself what needs to be done. Therefore, God has given us the local church to push us to the next level where we need to be at. Yeah. In Ephesians 4, um, 16, it goes on to say that from the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that that it builds itself up in love. And that's real. When, When we as the body are working and are working properly, right? When we are um, not messing around, when we are in our word and even just using the gifts that God has given us um, to help serve each other in love, we're participating in growing the body. God is using us to help build up the body because we know that growth growth only takes place because of God, right? You see that in other scriptures where... um, Paul plants the seed, Apollo's waters it, but it was God who gives the increase. Yeah. But God uses the church body to play that part, to help in the growth of the body in itself. Um, and, and that's when we're working properly together. Yeah, so 99% said yes, fellowship is important in my life. 1% said no. Same person, <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> Probably. We got a follower. The person's name is Lucy. he's the one doing this so so it's an intimate thing to be in the midst of the believers and fellowshipping and talking about the lord talking about the gospel talking archaeological Mm -hmm. topics or talking about um black widow that just came out or i was like wait black widow (laughs) no I'm, i'm saying what i'm saying is that yeah we talked we build each other up but we're also to enjoy each other's company just as regular people mm-hmm. and really like just kick it with each other and go watch a movie or go get some to eat or you know you're, you're really just like kicking it with each other and because we're christians naturally christ is going to come up in, in all of our conversations that's that's what rules us uh we're gonna pray before we eat we're gonna we're gonna um you know not be ashamed to share the gospel with someone or, or whatever it is and you're all united when 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 someone's doing that you know like that's that's what the church is you're just doing life together and so yeah it's, it's very important and so justin i'm gonna ask you personally do you i asked this on instagram but i'm gonna ask you justin just the man not the virus Damn. corona do you think that mega churches have done more harm than good or have they done more good than harm? I'm gonna put you on blast right now. More harm or more good? Uh, I think it, it it does solely. I mean, mo- okay. So most mega churches usually are off theologically, right? Mm-hmm. So harm in the sense of most times they are not presenting the true gospel. In that sense. Um, they do good in the sense of man these mega churches have the finances to be able to do things within cities and communities though 
they may not have, you know, or, or present the, the gospel, the sound gospel, they are carrying a banner of Christ in the sense that the, the world doesn't know the difference between sound gospel or not. They just see that they have the, the title of Christian and they're doing these things for the city or whatever it may be in that sense. And, and in that sense, I, I praise God for that, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is solely about the gospel of Christ. Um, in, that, in that sense, um, there is harm being done. But more than that, within mega churches, people fall through the cracks. The, the membership isn't, isn't there. Yeah. It's you come to which service <laughs> you come to the which which service we have four services on Sunday. Yeah. Which one are you coming to? And then even then it's up to you to try to plug yourself in. And you're you're the one basically chasing to make the effort to be plugged in, to get used and in all these things. Every person, every time you come to service, you're gonna be sitting to next to somebody new every time. Probably not, and you it probably won't be consistent in sitting next to the same person or even getting to know the same people all the time, unless you're able to catch their phone number and all that when when you leave or before you leave or whatever it may be. So, you know, overall, I would say that it has done harm to the body in that sense, that there is no real sense of community. Though the church may be active in the community. But the believers, there is no real sense of community in that, um, because how may am, how would I personally be able to grow if the church doors is like a revolving door? Yeah, there is nothing. There is not really anyone stable for me to be able to build connections with, other than you know maybe the leaders. But even then, like how is the body able to continue? and be stable in that sense when it is constantly revolving um, and depending on what services you go to so so 80% then, said that yeah churches have done more harm than good 20% said no and yeah we did have one person who messaged us and said that's a tricky question Yeah, because you can see both sides you know you mm-hmm. can see the good and the bad um, but overall, I think, like spiritually speaking, which is more important to me, mm-hmm. um, I think it has done more harm than good because you get you get snippet pastors. You know, you look for the those key lines that they say, and you build off of that, right? So you're going more to a a a. Uh, like it has become such a like 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 a concert or an event where you go and then you leave how you were saying the revolving mm-hmm. door um there's no real accountability there's no hard there's no real gospel preaching i mean given that you know john MacArthur's church is a mega church uh matt chandler's church is a mega church like they have they have big churches and they have sound teaching right uh, but there's still it's kind of hard to really pastor 2,000 people yeah you know that, that, that's just not it's not realistic um if you gotta make an appointment to see your pastor and only talk to him for 30 minutes like that's that's 
that's sad honestly like that's not church you know yeah like like i got my pastor phone number i can hit up hit him up right now and he's, he's gonna drop from a pastor's perspective 30 seconds on why church membership isn't is important Damn, we could do Hello. calls. Reverend Rudy Rubio, como estas? What's crackalacking? Right here, <laughs> just recording an episode of Reform Raza. And I just wanted to call you real quick, just so you can drop some insight from a pastor's perspective on why church membership is important. Orale, first of all, shout out, saludos to all the people listening to Reform Raza podcast. Orale. You couldn't be in a better place. You couldn't be in a better place to pick up some dope and sound theology and doctrine. Uh, especially as it pertains to people that look like us and talk like us uh, in the areas where God has placed us at. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So why is church membership important to uh, from a pastor's perspective? One, it's biblical, right? Uh, the Apostle Paul often wrote letters to specific groups of people, churches, right, um, in the New Testament. So the letters weren't written to a random group of people who may or may not be present or shifting or floating from one church to another, but to a specific group of people, uh, even in people's homes. I believe when he was writing to Titus, um, the, 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 the Lord Jesus calls us, right, to bring people to the church. Uh, when we read Matthew 18, talking about church discipline, um, if somebody is not a member of a church, how are they going to take them to a church that they don't belong to? How are they going to submit to the leadership uh, and discipline of the elders and the pastors? So, um, People need to belong to a church. It's biblical to belong to a church. How else are they going to be encouraged, spurred on towards love and good deeds, as we read in Hebrews 10? How else will they be held accountable or disciples if they're just floating from one place to another? Many people bounce around from churches and church hop because they don't want people to get to know them too deeply or profoundly. Because what happens is then their sin becomes made aware of to deal with it, right? And people don't want to address their sin. People want to portray themselves to be holier than thou especially as it pertains to reformed slash presbyterian circles um so you need to be held accountable people need to know who you are in church as well as outside of church not to be nosy but people need to be able to call you on your stuff when you're when your christian walk starts to to veer off and walk away from the lord his people you know mm-hmm. um not only that the pastor like myself my life is committed serving a specific group of people right Mm. it's only right that there be a specific group of people that support the pastor and the leadership of the church to help the church reach its ultimate vision and mission which is to reach the community with the gospel of lord jesus amen amen and uh man gracias real quick man i know you were you were a little busy and thank you for taking my call um thank you for dropping some truth bombs and you know really appreciate you rev and everything that you do for us at rcla Amen, brothers. Keep on doing what you're doing. I'm grateful for you guys. I'm sure all your listeners are grateful for you guys. Thank you for always speaking truth and love. Gracias, man. Appreciate you, ref. Amen. Later. Hasta luego. Sure. Dang, that's exactly what we've been saying, man. I think that's dope, man. Uh, literally, I just texted him right now. I'm like, hey, can I call you real quick just to drop some some wisdom, 30 seconds? And he told me he was a little bit busy, mm-hmm. but yet he still made the time. Yeah. To make take this phone call, dude. Oh, like, yeah, that's dope. I, I, man, that's an example. That's real stuff right there. Like, mm-hmm. and that that's that's truth, man. Like, and man, that was that. Hey, man, that excited me to be able to do that. Like, we're recording this episode, and I just texted him, and he responded. 
and I was able to call him. And though he was busy, he didn't have to pick up. He didn't. He could have been like, you know what, dude, I'm really busy right now. I'm sorry, I can't do this. But he he took the time. Even just the this. fact that he responded. Yeah, like that's just to show how important and how approachable a pastor should be. Mm-hmm. Like perfect example, you know, not not to you know boast or not to to our own horn or, or whatever, but just to demonstrate like the importance of of being yeah. approachable like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I, I think I that's think, the thing though, right? That mm-hmm. I, I may I have my pastor's number, I can text him and he, he's gonna respond to me. Like I know where he lives. I'm gonna I can go see him, and it's not even a problem. I think that's that's the more harm has done because you're not really being shepherded you're you're seeing this person preaching but he's not approachable and that's a problem right there for me because i need to speak to my pastor about some things i need his advice on some things i need to be able to address them and and i need his guidance that's the whole purpose of being a pastor a shepherd is that you're guiding people to christ and so that's very important in a believer's life, and I don't think you can do that with the mega church. Yeah, you're adding the 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 thing that we we have yet to to add into this conversation is the the role of the pastors within the church. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's shepherding. They're they're to to help shepherd the flock. They or they should, you know, when going over the scriptures, be able to know their congregation enough. That they're able to lead the services to help, um, um, at least be able to point to the congregation, at least bring edification in that area. Like, if I know my congregation, yes, I'm going over these verses, but I'm able to help draw out, um, or at least point to um, some needed things that may help my congregation specifically, right? For example. If in my city we have problem with foxes, right? <laughs> if we have problem with foxes, and in the city next to me they don't have a problem with foxes, right? So, you know, this is just a an illustration. I'm able to draw and 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 able to help use the scriptures that it may be applied in such a way that these problems may be able to be addressed and talked about versus the other church that doesn't have this problem. And and the only way I know this is because I know my congregation and what they're going through personally. Now, that illustration probably may, may, may not be the best, but but for example, with, with everything that's going on, especially right now with um, the whole like uh, CRT and things like that, like, like over here in OC, we don't have a whole lot of problem with a lot of these issues when it comes to racists yeah so it would it wouldn't be beneficial for me to even address these when no one in my congregation is going through these situations um as as you know in regards to racism whereas maybe in another state in another area where maybe that's something that is very common in that city where racism is an issue then the pastor is able to, within the context of the scriptures, is able to, to point to the scriptures and is able to help edify his congregation and help bring to light these issues and address them 
in such a way that the congregation may be built up by the scriptures. If that makes more sense. Yeah, and that's that's a task right there. But the pastor wouldn't be able to know that yeah. if, if they don't know their congregation. What issues are really... Uh, what are they really going through? Like, you need to be able to know your flock in order, in order to shepherd them and know each one individually and know their struggles and the areas that they're either lacking or excelling in. Mm-hmm. To, able, to be able to, to, to bring more to, to, to help them excel more in the gifting or to help them find their gifting or like, to help yeah. them in either struggle that they're going through right now it, i guess it's like a the difference between a general prayer versus one that you know you're able to point out the specifics yeah. and pray for and lift up in prayer um so yeah and then so moving from mega churches and and this is i guess another issue is do we have to commit to just one church Mm-mm-mm. especially today where we're you know we're all burger king we're able to have everything our way in this day and age where we could go online to tune into two different services we could go physically to you know, two more services or whatever it may be, right? We could pick and choose our church based on, you know, various things that we want our church to be and look like. But do we have to commit to just one? What if I like one church because of this and then I like three other churches um, because they're more local and they also have uh, some of the other things that I like, but yet not one church is perfect enough that I have to leave the other ones for yeah, so uh, referring to what Rev said, Rev Rudy said, is uh, he's been called to serve a specific group of people. He's called to pastor one church. Mm-hmm. He's not called to to uh, go from church to church, uh, discipling different uh, congregation. No, he's been called to one specific congregation, one specific body, and this is where he is going to excel in his gifting and building up the church. To, the, to which the Lord has entrusted him to. Yeah. So the Lord has entrusted him to, not to the universal church, mm-hmm. but to a specific local body. So I think, I don't, I don't think that a believer should be going from church to church and kind of just going, you know, with the flow. Like when I don't like something here, I can go to over here. Or when picking and choosing, nah. We can't be pickers and choosers on where we go or where you know, we have to have one specific body that we're going to um, excel our gifting in. Yeah, and and like like how we talked about before, like committing to one church, or or like how even like Reverend Rudy was mentioning, like it's it's very hard to be discipled when you're not committed to one church yeah. and and even then to not only be a disciple but to disciple another person right so how, it, it will be hard for me as somebody who's a leader within a congregation to feel the need to disciple a person that doesn't want to commit to being a part of our congregation that within itself is an issue commitment yeah because 
it will be difficult for me to, to invest, right? Invest my time to a person who is not committed to the same body as me. Not, not, okay, sorry, not that words. To the same congregation as me, right? When there are other people who have committed themselves mm-hmm. to this congregation that I should put priority to invest in. Mm. You get me? That's a good point. Um, and, and so that's one side. And the other side is um, to, to be, you know, someone to share their knowledge or whatever it may be. Let's say um, you, you've, you've uh, moved, whatever it may be, you're intelligent as far as like, you know your doctrines, you know what's up on, on the, uh, theology things. Um, and you want to just, you know, go uh, around various churches to help them and their doctrine and all that. But but you need to be able to be rooted at one that you may stay in one place to be able to help them. And even if, okay, let's say, you know, the Lord has drawn you to, to not just one church, but to be a part of the congregation to help a congregation because, you know, maybe you have certain things that is necessary for this one body here that they may be built up. You should stay bunkered down, even if it's for a season, stay bunkered down in one place, knowing that you will be leaving to another place at another time. Uh, I have a I have a couple friends where they've already made plans that they will be moving and going to another place and be planted at another church. But in this time being, they're bunkered down at a body locally and they are continuing to help build and edify that that local body there until it is time for them to be called and sent out to another body. So in the meantime, they're committed to this. Exactly. So 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 within all this, there's commitment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what we see in Ephesians chapter four. Pull that up real quick. Uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 11 says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Um, that right there. I mean, even continuing to the, to the end, so that we may... No longer be children tossed to and fro by, by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is able, into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which it is equipped when each part is working properly, which makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Um, that right there uh the lord gave shepherds and teachers first it was uh, the apostles the prophets the evangelists and then the shepherds and teachers um to equip the body for the work of ministry to mature manhood to mature to maturity mm-hmm. um that is a duty of the pastor to 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 make sure that his congregants grow up to maturity like, and that's an ongoing consistent work that is being done in the believer so that can't happen if you're going from church to church because you're you run into the problem of what if this person 
contradicts whatever the other pastor said and you get different points of views and now you're in, you end up in confusion now you are to stay committed to one local body you are to be raised up and built up to maturity in this local body mm-hmm. and if the lord sh- should call you somewhere else then that's a very personal and you know mm-hmm. intimate thing between you and the lord if he's calling you somewhere else but in the meantime this is the work that is being done in your life through the local church is maturity within this local congregation um so i think that's that's why it's important to stay committed to one local congregation even looking back at first timothy um the qualifications for an overseer elder or even a deacon like there has to be a time of testing and being under watch or under care yeah um within that local body to be able to be raised to that different position yeah um, and you and 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 at the very most um going from church to church at least within you know a, a, a church body that is um governed as the scriptures uh presents it uh you would only ever be just a visitor yeah um, unless you know in you know some non-denomination or like even some other denominations where they're you know they they really don't care for such um i guess order in that sense where you can be used even though you're not a member yeah so so i mean even with this conversation there's even you know continuing in this conversation is just man like within the body the local body like how how do we know i guess from from, stemming from this one question how do we know then that the church that we are let's say there's a person that did move locations doesn't know the area a whole lot and there's various numbers of churches and they're trying to find that church what what is what are some things that that we should be looking for when looking for a church and let's just say you know clean slate these these all these church are theologically sound all right so just as a as a as a foundation for all these church they're all theologically sound so then what then is is something that a person is to go off of in search for church uh, the, the people the community the mm-hmm. the connection that, that you get with one another um that's what you, when you, you know when you're new to a church you walk in you, you it's said that with people decide whether they're going to come back to a church within the first 30 seconds of walking into a church um whether they approach you whether they they're being friendly with you whether people actually acknowledge you and actually asking your name and actually trying to get to know you like right off the bat the first day um that's what we're looking for if if we're if we're if we already know that theology is correct we already know that the ordinances are given that there's church discipline that we know that this church is sound theologically or paper on paper at least the next thing we're going to look for is how is the community of believers here yeah uh, do they actually fellowship? Are they actually involved with one another? Are they actually doing life? Are they actually an intimate family here? Or does everybody just come on Sunday and just take off and they don't see each other until next week? Mm-hmm. If you got the sound theology, but you don't got the community, I ain't trying to go to that church. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to a church where uh, there is sound theology, of course, but the I stay... I come for the preaching, but I stay for the people. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, like you, you come to receive, right? And, and during the preaching and partake of the Lord's Supper and 
witness baptisms and things like that. But you go to church because I'm going to see my people there. I'm going to see people who I know, whom I love, uh, who I've been talking to throughout the week. And we're going to see each other on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to see each other on Sunday. And it's exciting. So I'm looking for that church where that can happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I would even add to that too. Like, is the pastor, is, is he shepherding mm-hmm. within the congregation? Am I able to, you know, after the service when visiting this church, am I able to even have a conversation with him or is, or is he a pastor that's too busy? Um, do I have to schedule, you know, to be able to meet with my pastor? Or even then, does the pastor walk life with his congregation? Or yeah. does he just come, preach a good sermon, and then just, you know, leaves and then comes back the next week and continues the same cycle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then and then even then, being able to ask and, 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 and feel out like, man, what is the order of this church? What do they what do they do when it comes to discipline? Is and if there's sin in my life will people call me out on my sin what is the steps on that yeah um what is the steps on church discipline and and ex and expelling people members from from the body like what are what are these steps what does the church do in these areas when these things happen being able to ask those type of questions and you know we need those things um so that we could grow as well we need people to be able to call out sin in our own lives yeah um yeah, and then and then I guess another question is, let's say that you you were put onto Reformed theology, but the church you attend, you are noticing that that they are not orderly, uh, or they aren't sound in the gospel, or or maybe they do have just a simple gospel, but but they're not everything that you would want the church to be. Should they stay? Should they go? That's a good question. That is a very good question. Because we have this, uh, how did you put it? This consumer mindset mm-hmm. where people want the the Paul Paul Washer preaching. They want the John MacArthur preaching. They want the, that, you know, whatever famous or reformed pastor that you hear on YouTube, you, you want that, right? And unless you're not getting that, then you're going to leave. We were at a church too for for. For me, it was seven years where the, the, the preaching was not on point. It wasn't really, it wasn't really much there, right? Mm-hmm. But I stayed because I had built relationships with people. And for the sake of the fellowship and the community, I, I stayed. I looked over, you know what? I said, you know what? Until the Lord takes me out, I'm staying here because I see the community of believers here. It might not be. The kind of preaching that I want, but I know that the pastor, he cares for people and he's approachable and the people are going to fellowship. So I stayed because I was able to look over maybe not the best preaching in the world, but he definitely had the heart for people. And I did learn a lot from uh, my previous pastor and I stayed, you know what I mean? Uh, So... You had to, yeah, to me, is like, and that, that really taught me not to leave a church for minor things. Um, minor, and, and it's to each his own, right? Like, people, yeah. what I consider minor, maybe someone else may consider major, major, right? But for me, speaking for me, 
the community of believers, the connection between the believers was too strong for me just to leave them. Because as we said in the beginning, church membership is important because you're making a covenant with, with these people. You're saying, I'm going to be involved in your life. You're going to be involved in my life. And we are together in this, running this race together to pick each other up when we're down. So I can't turn my back on believers, on my people, because I disagree with something that the pastor said or whatever else is going on, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But to me, the, 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 the relationships between the, the relationships that are made between believers is a very important thing for me that I can't just turn my back on them because I disagree with something that's going on in the church unless it's heresy then yeah you, you, you should leave that church because they're preaching falsely about or Christ. unrepentant sin or unrepentant too. sin yeah. yeah but if I if I'm not down with the youth program or if I'm not down with with some sort of thing that they're working out I'm not gonna leave because because of those things. Again, like I said, to someone else, maybe they got you know four youth, you know their parents, and they got four teenage boys, and they need a strong youth program. Maybe they're gonna go find another one. Okay, yeah, that's cool. But I'm I'm talking about like when you really have made a, co a commitment to serve these people. I'm gonna do that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do my best to serve these people. Unless, you know, some sin or heresy goes on, but that's just me. You know I mean? Especially for us who are, who are um, seasoned in our faith, right? Mm -hmm. I think I, I can add that to our uh, titles, right? Seasoned in the faith. Like, we're not a new believer. So for us, yes, like, like we're going to stay because we're here to help build up the church to be used and serve each other um, in that. Um, so so even like within the church like yeah like how you mentioned like we're like for for us like it, it won't be so easy because of something i i may not like right but i mean you know this this brings us back to a, a, another episode right on church church because let, let's say that you know there are people that leave and 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 sort of go against commitments that they've made uh, because of minor things it hurts yeah it hurts the body it hurts the members um even as much as it may hurt the people that may leave um and in and it and it sucks you know and and it's those type of things that 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 causes the body the local body to hurt and question things that maybe they shouldn't be questioning because um it wasn't their issue but it was more so just preference yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I think this goes back to what what is our need and going back to like I was mentioning about. So for like a new believer, like it makes sense that a new believer would would go to such and such church because let's say they're established, right? Versus a, 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 a church plant. There, for example, like if this family needs this type of ministry let's say a marriage ministry you know where where they have an older an older couple that is able to minister to other younger couples and help them in their marriages 
let's say that's what this let's say that's what um, a couple needs and they go to this church because this church has it whereas these other churches may not have that that makes sense right for us like you me Martin, like we have our families and so especially for us because we are the head of our families looking um that the needs of our families are being met we need to take that into account when we're looking for a church yeah you know maybe this church here is you know good it's it's sound the- theologically they there's outreach there's things like that but they don't have this ministry then i'm gonna you know, hold back on becoming a member and instead weigh out my options on these other churches that that may have the thing that my family needs yeah. in this chapter of our lives and 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 by holding back and not rushing into commitment will save pain and hurt mm. when you have to leave because the church doesn't have what you need mm. and so there's pay, i mean there's there's a benefit in being patient yeah because then there's less people that are hurt in the process that's a good that's a really good point yeah that's that's a really good point I, yeah if, if you know you're looking for a specific thing don't rush into church membership only fools rush in just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's that's a really good point I didn't, I didn't even think about that like yeah you gotta be wise and when you know church shopping I guess you should say mm-hmm. when you're looking for a church and uh uh because once you're committed, man, you're you're committed, right? You're, you're giving your word. You're giving your word. Right? You're giving yeah. your word to this church. And on the other side, the church is giving their word to be there for yeah, you. Man. And it and it brings that hurt because then when the person leaves, it's just like, man, like now I can't uphold my end of the bargain. Yeah. I, I already made the commitment to be there for you and now you're gone. And as, and as hard as it sounds... When someone leaves a congregation that they've been a member of or what others may consider minor things to them, it was major, whatever the case may be. What that person is saying is, I don't want to be in covenant with you no more. This issue is more important than our covenant. To me, that's why it hurts because I see it like that. Like, I, I take the covenant very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really giving um, yourselves to each other. That's how intimate it is. And for the one person to say, I'm going to leave, you're break, you're, it's, it's basically a breakup. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to be with you no more. Like, why? What did I do? It's not you. It's me. <laughs> 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 well, well, I mean, think about that, too. Like, even within relationships, there's a reason why people court one another and they date one another before they're married. Yeah. It It's, you know, it's like the testing waters. Like, I, we're courting... So that I could see if this, if you are the person that I would want to marry and spend the rest of my life with to be committed to, yeah, you know, um, versus, well, you know what, let's get married. And then within work the out, first couple years divorce. of marriage, then it's like, you know what, maybe you're not the person that I, that I would have desired to be married to or be committed to. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, man. And, uh, yeah, and what the re- end result is, it's hurt. Yeah, and no one wins with that. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. So I think um, this has been a really good conversation. 
Yeah, and 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 even just like like because this conversation we mentioned back when we were doing the the two part, the church hurt and and how the church heals with for Christ y cultura, like these these were some things that we were sort of mentioning about like man like this is why it's important to be a part of a church, um, but yeah I mean even just this conversation about the church will probably continue later in the season you know depending on. When we start getting into covenant theology, um, yeah, no, it's uh, this 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 conversation is important. Um, yeah, because as Christians, we should we should be committed to the local body to serve, to be served, to build, to build up, and it's necessary for people to be involved, to be an active member of a congregation, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like to to an individual. Looks differently for some people, but as long as you're uh, expressing the gifts that God has given you to serve the body and you know that that you're going to be built up and edified in this congregation then praise God that's that's what matters yeah you're in it to win it for the long haul you're not just there you're not just there to be a Sunday Christian and the moment you get called out on your sin you're going to bounce to the next one yeah that's not how we do that's that's not how we do you're committed you're in it and this is a church where God has placed you until the, until the Lord takes you somewhere else. Then you are to be committed to this one body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, like Justin said, we're gonna we'll probably visit this topic again. That's how important it is. Uh, but stay tuned. We got more stuff coming your way. Uh, don't forget to hit up uh, reformedrasa.com. You can find our stuff right there. Uh, Redeem Project Radio. 24-7 CHH uh, Don't forget to hit up uh, The homie Emmanuel The Lesser His EP com- EP coming out On September 1st Go ahead and check that out And uh, shout out man To to the RCLA fam man. Shout out to our To, to our body that, Which we belong to mm-hmm. uh, The other members At RCLA man Like Man If I could Name drop all y'all I would But there's too many of y'all But <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to shout out to my brothers and sisters at, at RCLA. If you'd like to to see or at least know more information about our church, you can find it on our website. If you go to the tabs where it says our church, it's a link. It'll send you right to our church's website, RCLA. What we're about. And if you're in the LA area and you're looking for a church, don't be shy. Look for us. We're in Linwood, and soon also to be officially uh, Wilmington as well. Yeah. So, yeah, many church plants coming through. Even if you're in Orange County and you're down to make that 30 minute drive, 25. Hey, that's the drive Sunday, we make. That's the drive we make. Man, hit us up, man. We'll give you the address. <laughs> yeah. That's how committed we are. We were down to drive 25 minutes to get to, to service every Not Sunday. only service, but also to whenever we have men's, yeah, whenever we meet up for yeah. other things. Yeah. yeah. We're down to make the drive. Committed. So gracias for listening. This is Reform Raza. Uh, don't give, don't forget to leave that five star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify and wherever uh, podcasts are heard. You can find us right there. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. You can find that on our website where it goes, where on the bottom where it goes on to say leave us a voicemail, or you can find it in our episode notes. Please leave us a voicemail. We'll be able to air it so that we could share just how you have been edified 
and then we can also share our thoughts on that as well because we are edified knowing that you were edified and that edification yep. goes all around and then you'll be edified knowing that we were edified because you were edified <laughs> no, just edifying and edifying and edifying and it just never ends no. <laughs> uh, so don't forget that we do do this to glorify God through the edification of the saints peace grow as we grow remember what I mean. the force will be with you always